Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wheels on Fire. So this is our third podcast and honestly I think it's going to be very interesting because we are already in February, which means we are less than two months away till the beginning of the 2021 F1 season. Definitely very excited about it. It's always a long, as, as every single season, a long winter break, but fortunately we are getting closer and closer and we still have some content made by Formula One. But this podcast in particular is going to be about the 2021 season, which has been definitely, which definitely is going to be very exciting, but at the same time, it's definitely going to be completely different to the 2020 season. All right, let's take into account that last season was weird, but amazing at the same time. Clearly, completely unexpected, and that has been a, a very a very important factor, uh, clearly a positive impact. And as Formula One fans, we are all expecting the beginning of the new season, as always, uh, which, as I said, will have a lot of changes. That's why in this podcast, we are going to talk about and summarize all the upcoming changes There are a lot and are very exciting and all the information that you need to know as Formula One fans ahead of this season. So first, to start the content from this podcast, the first thing is to talk about the 2021 calendar, all right, that has been released by Formula One a few weeks ago. This calendar in particular is going to feature a total of 23 races is, if I'm not wrong, the longest season of all time in terms of amount of races, so that's definitely very exciting. And the first race is going to be the Bahrain Grand Prix, which is going to be the 28th of March. The second race, surprisingly, it is going to be Imola, returning for the second season in a row, uh, which is going to be two weeks later, the, the 18th of April. The round three is still to be confirmed, but What we know is that it's expected to be the 2nd of May. Round 4 is going to be the Spanish Grand Prix, the 9th of May. Round 5 is going to be Monaco. Round 6, Azerbaijan. 7th race is going to be Canada, followed by France, Austria, United um, Silverstone, Hungary, Belgium, Netherlands, which is finally this season going to make its debut, if everything goes right, because it was supposed to be last season. So I'm, I personally like that track. I saw it in the Formula One game. So I'm very excited about that one in particular. Round 14 is going to be Monza, followed by Russia, Singapore, Japan, the, the USA, Mexico, Brazil, Australia, which has been at the originally was going to be the first race of the season, as always. But they decided to leave it until the 20... 21st of November is going to be round 21. Then round 22 is going to be the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix making its debut in this 2021 season. That's a big, that big, big information, big news. The one that Formula One gave a few weeks ago, uh, once the 2020 season finished. And the race 23, which is the last one, is going to be as every single year the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix which is going to be the 12th of December. This means that the season is going to, if everything goes right, and the pandemic let the Formula One do it, the first race is going to start the 28th of March, and as mentioned, the last race is going to be the 12th of December. 
extremely excited about it and I'm sure everyone is to be honest and let's hope that this season we can start it in March and not in July as, as it happened last year let's just pray for that so this was the first information personally I find it very interesting as we as Formula One fans we are always interested about the Formula One calendar and finally it has been updated we only have to wait until the third race as, as I said, it's still going to be still to be confirmed, but I'm sure they're going to do it in the next few days or weeks. So the other information, and this is going to be big news, is the fact that new drivers are making their debut for the first time. The first driver to make his debut is going to be the Japanese driver Yuki Tsunoda. He will make his debut at the uh, Scuderia Alpha Tauri. He's a young driver from the Red Bull Academy who has done an amazing performance at Formula 2 last year, finishing third uh, behind Mick Schumacher and Karl Milot. And he's going to be replacing the Russian driver, Daniel Kvyat. The, the other driver who is making his debut is going to be Mick Schumacher, who won, as everybody knows, who won the Formula 2 championship last year, 2020. And he's going to be making his debut at Haas. He's also a driver from the Ferrari Academy and he is going to replace Roman Groschen. And replacing Kevin Magnussen in the Haas is going to be the Russian driver who finished fifth in the Formula 2 Championship last year. It's going to be Nikita Mazepin. This one in particular is, I know I understand that it's quite controversial as people don't really like Nikita Mazepin. They, they, they don't even want him inside the Formula 1 next year. Uh, even Haas thought about really making a change there considering the fact that it could have been quite negative for the brand but at the end a few weeks ago they decided to to keep him to keep him and formally and formally announce him as the official driver alongside Mick Schumacher and I honestly I honestly don't know what is going to happen there because fans are still making a lot of pressure in order to not because they really don't want to see Nikita Mazepin at Formula One. They don't like his attitude. And at the same time, they, and, and I believe the same, he's quite dangerous at the track. In fact, he has received many penalties. So I don't know how Formula One is going to handle this, how Haas is going to handle this in particular. But we just have to wait for it and see what can really happen with this Nikita Mazepin uh, situation that, as I said, it is very controversial. Well, after talking about the drivers that are making their debut, a total of three, so that's very interesting considering the fact that last year it was only one, Nicolas Latifi at the Williams. So the other information, the other big change that we are always excited uh, for every single season and that we are always expecting is the drivers who are returning to Formula 1 after years of absence, or even drivers who are changing their their teams. I can mention honestly a few this season. I can mention many. One of them is going to be the Spanish driver Carlos Sainz, who is leaving McLaren and is going to Ferrari, replacing the four times world champion Sebastian Vettel. This opportunity for Sainz is going to be very interesting, even though the Ferrari's car hasn't been very fast. In, in fact, it, ha it hasn't been performing as it was expected or even compared to the previous years, 2017, 18 and 2019. But 
Let's hope that Carlos Sainz can have a, a great year, a great experience. He's going to team up with Charles Leclerc. Both are young, motivated, and hungry drivers. So I'm sure they are going to do something very interesting and and they are really going to manage to get a better better year compared to what has been 2020. The other driver who is changing the, the team, and this one in particular was big, it was announced in December, a month ago, is Sergio Perez, who is leaving Racing Point, and he is going to Red Bull, replacing Alexander Albon. It is, this is big because Sergio Perez has been in Formula 1 for many years now, he has a lot of experience. This one has definitely been his best year. He achieved two podiums. One of them was a win at the Sakir Grand Prix, historic Grand Prix for him and for Formula One itself because it was epic. It was mega. And the truth is, this is big, not only for his career, but also the fact that it is the first time in a while that we are seeing a Red Bull driver that is not part of the Red Bull Academy. So I think that's this change that Red Bull made was definitely not easy at all, but I'm I'm sure it's going to be quite interesting to consider what how is Sergio Perez going to develop in that car if he's going to be able to adapt well and if he's going to be able to give some competition to his teammate Max Verstappen who has been unstoppable in that Red Bull and and I w honestly would love to see I think everyone every Formula One fan would love to see competition between Red Bull and the and Mercedes. All right, I, I would love to see a big fight for the Constructors' Championship, at least. A Constructors' Championship that Mercedes has been winning since, for seven years now, since 2014. And they have been completely unstoppable. So the other driver that is changing, the, changing scuderies, and this one is also a big announcement, as Sebastian Vettel is leaving Ferrari after six, after six years. He started in 2015. And he's going to the brand new team, Aston Martin, alongside Lance Stroll, and he's going to be replacing Sergio Perez. Let's don't let's uh, remember that Aston Martin is going to be replacing Racing Point. All right, and and yes, I think it's definitely going to be very interesting. They have a Mercedes engine once again as last year, so and and a lot of financial aid from other companies, from other sponsors. So I'm sure this is going to be very interesting and let's hope that Sebastian Vettel can have a great season, at least a better one than what he had with Ferrari last season. I'm sure that he's expecting that too. And his objectives must be big. Then, another driver who is changing Scuderia is Daniel Ricciardo, who is moving from Renault to McLaren. He's replacing Carlos Sainz and he's going to team up with the British driver, Lando Norris. And that is also going to be very interesting, not also because I feel that Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo are going to have a great chemistry together. Uh, they are both very talented, they both get on really well. And it is definitely going to be a big challenge for, first for Lando Norris, as he's going to have another teammate in Formula One. He only had, up to now, he, his only teammate has been Carlos Sainz. So I think that is very interesting. And at the same time, Daniel Ricciardo going to McLaren for the first time, a car that he that had an amazing year, the best one since 2012, finishing third in the Constructors' Championship behind Red Bull and the champions Mercedes. They were able to win to get third position at the final race against Racing Point and Renault. And 
I think it's going to be very interesting. They are receiving a lot of financial aid. They are receiving a total of of 200 million euros from a US company. And they are also going to have Mercedes engine. So it's definitely going to be very exciting. And the other driver, this one is a big announcement because the other driver who is returning to Formula One after three years is going to be Fernando Alonso, the two times world champion. This is great. He's returning to the team that made him world champion. Well, not technically to the team, as he's returning to Alpine F1 team that is replacing Renault. And he's going to replace Daniel Ricciardo and team up with the French driver Esteban Ocon. Big challenge for both drivers here. And well, another big change. This was mentioned in, in the other points, but it is important to give once again the mention and take a little focus on this and explain a little bit. And that's the fact that new teams are returning or making their debut. The team who is returning, the team that is returning is Aston Martin, which is, as I said before, replacing Racing Point. The drivers are going to be the four times world champion Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll, I I honestly would love to see if they can have a, a great chemistry together. They, as I mentioned before also, I, they have Mercedes engine. Last year was very impressive for Racing Point, so I really hope they can have a great year. They, I hope that Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll can have a, a really strong chemistry together. I think that would be that would be essential if the team wants to perform in a high level. And, and achieve their objectives. I guess their objective is to to achieve a third position in the Constructors' Championship, which would be extremely positive for the team. Also, a team who is making its debut into, the, into Formula 1 is Alpine, that is replacing Renault, as I said before. It's going to be very weird not to see Renault on the grid anymore after many years many exciting experiences, many successful races, because not, is, let's take into account that they won many races, but at the same time, they won two constructors, two drivers' championship with Fernando Alonso in 2005 and 2006. They won the both constructors' championship. So it's going to be definitely very weird not to see them anymore. But well, this is a new challenge, and the drivers, as mentioned before, are going to be the returning Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon. And also, even, even though, once again, I mentioned this before, but another important change is involving is going to be involved in McLaren as they are going to be provided with the Mercedes engine and, and also an investment of 200 million euros from a US company. And the objective here is to keep improving, but after all, be being able to win races again. Maybe they can even, in a few years, I think this one is going to be particularly difficult, but maybe in a few years they can be able to um, to win the constructors championship or or the drivers championship, or at least be able to fight in those positions. After all, McLaren is one of the teams with most history in in this sport, the the second most successful team after Ferrari. So I'm sure they are going to be able, with all the the motivation they have, with all the help they are receiving from different companies, from all the people who are capable people who are working at this team. I'm, I'm sure they are they are definitely going to to have a great season and the next years are going to be very exciting for them. Also, 
Uh, this one is uh, very exciting news for Williams as they are increasing their partnership with Mercedes. This will, even though there's still a lot left to improve, they are. The, I think this will definitely make a, create a positive impact for for the team in every aspect in general, economical aspect, competitive aspect, and having a driver like George Russell, who is capable of winning races, he showed that at the Sakir Grand Prix with driving the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton. I'm sure he they, they can be able to achieve great results and being able even to achieve points. And also, let's not forget about Nicolas Latifi, who is going to be in Formula 1 for his second season, more experienced. He had some good races uh, last season, even though he didn't achieve any points. But that's why I'm sure that it will also be very, very exciting to see what is exactly uh, going to happen with, with Williams. I hope that this season can be better than last one because last season they just weren't able to score a point they were very close especially with both George Russell and Nicolas Latifi they were more competitive than last year even though last year in 2019 they scored a point with Robert Kubica at the Hockenheim Grand Prix still as I said I, I believe that this last season 2020 were very were more competitive and they were they are getting closer and closer to to the points and bringing the William Williams name to the top once again as one of the most successful teams in Formula One history which is in the spot they they deserve to be really and well so what I'm going to mention right now is I think it's a very very weird news. I definitely, when I started this podcast, I, before starting this podcast, actually, I thought that I wasn't going to mention this because I, I thought that the situation was going to be solved. I'm sure it is going to be solved in the next few weeks. But the truth is that Lewis Hamilton, the seven times world champion, haven't signed, uh, he still haven't signed his contract with Mercedes. He's expecting, Mercedes is expecting him to, to sign very soon. They want him to sign as soon as possible. But uh, the thing is that Lewis Hamilton wants, uh, wants a contract with more money in his terms of business. He wants around 50 million euros per year uh, in the contract. But the team, I don't, I'm not sure if the team is willing to give him that amount of money. I'm not sure if they have it, even though they, they have been the dominant team for seven years now, both the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. And Lewis Hamilton has been, after all, the clue for for the team, showing why he's a seven times world champion, why he deserves to be in that car and in that position, really. So I don't, I'm not sure about what is going to happen. I, I honestly think that he's going to sign with Mercedes in the next few weeks. But as I said, we are already in February, less than two months from from the beginning of the season and even though it's still a lot a lot of time it is still necessary for him to sign after all he needs to sign if he wants to start uh, practicing if he wants to start the the winter break testings so and if he wants to start working for the team in this in this winter break which is extremely important to do it if he if he and the team wants to be competitive for this 2021 season so, well, after mentioning all these news and changes and informations we are, that we are having for ahead of the 2021 season, I'm sure that in the next few weeks we are going to have more information too. For example, the, 
the, the car launches, which are going to be around February and probably the beginning of March, ahead of the, of the winter break testing that are often done in, in Spain. I don't know if how they are going to do it this year, but definitely it will be, there are going to be more, more information. There is going to be more information in the next few weeks. So that is also very exciting to take into account. So without further ado, the, I would say that the 2021 season is definitely going to be a very exciting season. Um, I'm expecting it a lot. As there are, as I mentioned throughout this podcast, there are many changes that are coming. And this one is the last year of with the actual regulations because everything is going to change for the next season, for the 2022 season, all right? Including the most important, the aspect of the cars that are completely beautiful. Let's take into account that these regulations, the 20 that are coming next year, were supposed to be at the beginning, as it was announced in 2019. They were supposed to come in in for this year, 2021. However, this is not going to be done due to the to the pandemic last year and all the impact it made in the in the sport and in the world in general, including the economic aspect. So it is going to be done in the 2022 season if everything goes right. I'm also very excited about it. So, well, I have really nothing else to say. As I said, probably in the next few days, in the next few days, we are going to have another podcast with maybe more information about the about Formula One ahead of this season that is starting in less than two months, as, as I mentioned many times throughout this podcast. Maybe there's the possibility of creating a, a podcast with, uh, with predictions ahead of the 2021 season, which would also be very interesting. And let's just wait till the rest, honestly. I, I, I'm sure I'm very positive about what is going to happen in this season, and I'm definitely expecting a lot from it, from, from every driver in general, and I hope everything can go right without any, any problem. So, well... That was everything really thank you very much once again for being here with me these 22 minutes now it has been my third podcast this one has been a little bit shorter than the last two so i really hope you enjoyed it and as i said in the next few days we are definitely going to have another podcast so that's definitely going to be very exciting so once again thank you very much and see you in the next podcast